Ladies and gentlemen, bats and ghouls, it's time to celebrate the spookiest time of year. I've a tale to tell I hope you'll follow. Of a legend born in Sleepy Hollow, a headless horseman rode through the night. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the WDW Radio, your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 337 for the week of September 29th, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic to wherever you are with this podcast. My new Disney in a Minute videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio tours, CDs, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. This week's podcast is brought to you by a new book by Bart Scott, Ears of Steel, which asks the question, are you man enough to go to Walt Disney World? It's aimed squarely at the guys who think they're a little bit too macho for a place like Disney and focuses on the things at Walt Disney World that appeal to men of all ages. Maybe it'll help the women convince their man to take them and the kids to Disney. It's fun, it's funny, and you can get your free excerpt of the book by visiting the Intrepid Traveler's website over at intrepidtraveler.com. So I love the fall in Walt Disney World, not just because of the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, but because it's a great time and place to celebrate one of my favorite holidays, Halloween. So this week, we're gonna give you our top tips to get the most out of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party in the Magic Kingdom. From attractions to special events, characters, merchandise, and of course, candy, we're gonna help you maximize your time and experience. I'm also gonna share with you an often overlooked and free way to celebrate Halloween in Walt Disney World in a way and place you may never have gone to before. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned, I'll have some updates and announcements and more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. to say boo to you as they proudly present the not-so-scary Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade! 
Fall is my favorite time of year, especially in Walt Disney World. And I say half-jokingly that Christmas isn't the most wonderful time of the year, but fall is. Thanks to this sort of perfect storm of cooler weather, lower crowds in the parks, fall decorations on Main Street USA, Epcot's Food and Wine Festival, and one of my favorite holidays, Halloween. And when you think of the holiday in Walt Disney World, you probably think of the very special, not-so-scary Halloween party in the Magic Kingdom. But believe it or not, there's even more to enjoy and eat during this most fun time of year. And so joining me this week is a woman who loves the treats as much as the tricks and thinks dressing up like Disney characters is not something that should take place only one day of the year. She, she is Susanna Mitchell, and she is from, she is really, Xanaland.com. Hello, thank you for that lovely intro. <laughs> <laughs> it is good to have you back. And, you know, look, I say this all the time, how much I love this time of year. I love the fall, I love the decorations, and it's Thanksgiving and, and Halloween. And while other places that shall remain nameless focus on the horror and the gore and trying to scare you and every cent out of your pockets along the way, <laughs> Walt Disney World really concentrates on the fun aspects of Halloween, right? More importantly, I think it's really about everybody in the family being able to enjoy and celebrate the season together. You know, I hate to sort of get all, but really it's kind of the way Walt wanted the parks to be all the time. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. It's. I was just thinking about that earlier today, thinking about what we were going to talk about, that it really is such a, a way to celebrate um, family and, and even just other guests in the park because of how they're dressed up. You always see the most amazing costumes. No matter which day you go, there's always going to be something that makes you go, oh my gosh, that's the best idea ever. It really enhances the park experience. And, and what I like about this, too, is, you know, Disney is always celebrating something, right? So when you walk onto Main Street USA, I think fall really starts in, in late August. <laughs> but when you walk onto Main Street USA and there's the jack-o'-lanterns and there's the, the fall, you know, the, the orange bunting and the scarecrows, I mean, you really sort of, it's a very different experience, even when the party's not going on, just walking in there. And there's a lot of stuff, too, Susanna, that, like Christmas, lets you sort of celebrate the season without even having to go into the party. And I want to talk about, obviously, some of our not-so-scary Halloween party tips as well as some of the other things that you can find, you know, all the time, even if you can't make it to the party, right? Because obviously the party is a hard-ticketed event that takes place on select nights from 7 to midnight. It starts around September 10th and then goes through November 1st, 2013. Those dates are about the same every year. And certainly during the party... You can trick-or-treat, and there's entertainment, and there's all kinds of fun things that you can do. But even if you can't make it to the party, uh, you know, Disney sort of celebrates the season, and one of my favorite ways, with food and with <laughs> merchandise as well. Yes. Um, I think especially for people like us who are northern transplants down here, it's nice to have some place to see fall foliage, <laughs> even if it's <laughs> pretend, um, and just get really into the spirit of the season. Uh, and Disney does a great job of that. They have the autumn-themed trolley show, which I actually just caught for the first time yesterday. It's really fun. Um, and then, like you said, you know, the snacks and merchandise, it's just really puts you in the mood. So let's, before we get to some of our favorite party tips, let's talk about some of the, the, the treats that you can enjoy all day, every day, during this time of year. Because this is one of those things, too, that you sort of almost have to either happen upon them or seek them out. Know that, okay, it's fall, 
Disney's going to start doing some things that are different. And whether you're into sort of the sweet or the sweet and sometimes even the savory, there's really cool stuff that you can find. So, for example, in Magic Kingdom, you can get a caramel apple slush at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. It has sort of this sour apple like sip with whipped cream and caramel. It's got apples, so it's got to be healthy. Uh, <laughs> what? Listen, it's, it's how I it's how I justify everything. Uh, at the bakery, van- candy corn vanilla cupcake, chocolate mummy cupcake, decorated sugar cookies. This and this next one, this is the one you talk about being from the Northeast. This is the one that sort of makes it feel like fall. Spiced pumpkin waffle sundae in Liberty Square with vanilla soft serve, cinnamon sugar, and spooky sprinkles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had that at the Halloween party at midnight. <laughs> and it was worth the entire experience. It was just, it was so good. I loved it. Yeah, and I like the fact that, you know, and I, we, I think we see this all the time too, it, Disney is really starting to change up some of their food offerings throughout the parks. And when they're able to do it and you, and you happen on something that's special, just for this time of year, it's like a nice little treat. I remember during the Halloween party, I'm walking around and I'm and I'm shooting a video and I'm like, all right, let me sort of find some of these different things to talk about. There's the, the chocolate ghost cupcakes and there's, um, what the is candy it? Candy corn soft serve. That, I, I was like, wait a minute, this is Halloween in a cone, man. Like yeah. candy corn <laughs> vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. uh, that's over at Storybook Treats in Fantasyland because it's still look. Even though it's fall, it's still Florida. And if you go to some of those early Halloween parties, wear light costumes because it could be ninety-seven degrees with eighty-seven percent humidity <laughs> outside. That is true. It's very strange to sometimes go to a Halloween party in the beginning of September, but uh, like I said, it definitely puts you in the mood. And these snacks are just really unique. And it's not like you're going to go to a party specifically for these snacks, but yes, it's you just are. <laughs> speak for yourself. What are you? <laughs> it's just a great way that Disney adds to the atmosphere. And, and you know, some people that that just don't want to go around and do trick or treating, they want to do a little something a little more substantial. And they definitely cater to those people. Well, and the nice thing too is that. The treats that you can find are not just at counter service locations or in uh, some of the merchandise shops, because some of the table service restaurants have seasonal food as well. So Liberty Tree Tavern has a Halloween trio dessert with cake, eyeballs, pumpkin pudding, and almond witch's fingers. Cinderella's Royal Table has the Evil Evil Queen's Brulee, sort of a vanilla cream creme brulee with eyeballs, bones. That, they're not real eyeballs and bones and bubbled sugar. <laughs> Be Our Guest has blood orange and chocolate cream puff with dripping blood orange mousse, said in a very yes. dramatic voice. And poisoned caramel apple cupcake, which is a vanilla caramelized apples. Tony's Town Square uh, has a peanut butter, I got. I have to go just for this, a peanut butter chocolate spider whoopie pie. Why and, didn't anyone tell us about this the other day? Right? But that's okay because you don't <laughs> have to go during the Halloween party. That's, that's the right. nice thing. Right. And I think I and to a certain to degree, back. I think and we'll talk about this. And maybe this is a great way to sort of transition into our tips. I almost say not to do a sit down restaurant during the Halloween party. But and if you think about it, because, look, you're, you're spending it's a hard ticketed event. And depending on when and how you buy your ticket, you know, you're going to be spending a, you know, a, a few dollars to and I'm trying to look for the exact ticket prices. You're going to be spending around 50 dollars or so for 
uh, per ticket. You know, even up to later on, it could be seventy. You know, I think on Halloween, I think it's seventy-three dollars somewhere around there. So I think it, I think it runs from um, for a pass holder fifty-eight dollars up to seventy-three dollars if you're actually going on Halloween. If it isn't sold out already, that one goes very very quickly. But I would I would actually suggest not doing sit-down. Uh, dining because you don't want to spend that time inside a restaurant, especially if you like, like myself, just to enjoy a, a longer table service meal. I say go quick service, and more importantly, the party starts at seven. You can usually get in around four, right? Depending right. on the day. I say mm-hmm. eat early, eat before uh, the, the event starts, so you don't waste your time in line waiting for food. I agree with that a hundred percent because uh, we just tried to do even just counter service. And when you have, you know, if you have a large family with you and everyone wants something different, you're really eating into your party time. Um, and if you want to see the shows and the parades and, and get character uh, photos and things like that, you really don't want to use up that time eating. <laughs> and you have to sort of, you know, uh, we're going to talk about sort of planning y- your night because I think that's another important tip too. But I think you have to think about how and when you want to eat, right? Because do you want to go through the trick-or-treating lines when you're hungry and just <laughs> devour like six pounds of candy during the party? Or do you want to make sure you're full so you're not eating all of your candy before you get home? Hmm. I'm going to go with full because, yeah, it can be a bad thing if you're just eating nothing but candy the whole time, as I've seen in my children. <laughs> I actually think you should eat, but then you save your dessert for things like the caramel apple slush, the yes. waffle sundae. They're mm-hmm. shareable. Not, not that I'm much of a sharer when it comes to my food, <laughs> but that's what I would do too. And then you save the candy for later and the six weeks that follow Halloween. Yes. <laughs> so give me one of your, let, let's sort of start off with, with Xanaland's top tip for, or one of your favorite tips to really get the most out of the Halloween party. Because I think... One thing people really need to understand is the party does go again from uh, seven o'clock until uh, midnight every night. And you say five hours is a long time, but there's a lot to do. And you almost you probably can't see and do it all. No, you really can't. I felt like that when I went the other day, Um, just because there is so much there's, you know, all of the trick or treating does take time and you've got the shows and the parade and the fireworks. Um, But anyway, you know, you can make it work. (laughs) My number one tip, which I think um, a few people are aware of this now, if you're seasoned veterans at Disney, is definitely to stick around for the second Boo to You parade because it's going to be less crowded. A lot of people with the smaller children are going to go home or their kids are going to be passed out. Um, so it's definitely a lot easier to see that parade. You can get a perfect spot just, you know, minutes before it starts. And uh, we saw, we got a perfect spot right in front of um, the Liberty Square entryway there to see the Headless Horseman come through. And it was just the best spot I'd had. I have always tried to be on Main Street, but it was really good to see him coming out of Liberty Square like that. So that's what my, my question to you was going to be, what's your, without giving, well, you've seen it already this year. So what's your, your favorite secret spot to watch, to really sort of get the best <laughs> view of the Halloween, the, the Booty You Halloween Parade, yeah. which I think is arguably the best parade I agree. In the Definitely is. The Grave Diggers make the parade yeah. uh, with their little sparking shovels. Uh, I've always in the past stuck around Liberty Square um, just to see them come right through that turn 
it's a pretty good place to see and not have to be like right in front and you can still see everything coming through. But I think now if you're at the second parade and it's not a super crowded sold out party, um, just being right on the inside hub area when it makes that turn right in front of the castle, it's a pretty good spot to, to be at and you can get some great photos with the floats in the castle right behind it as well. So that's one of my new favorites. Yeah, certainly the hub. Um, I know some people also like watching from the train station. If you get there yes. early, sort of get on the second level of the train station. And I agree with you about watching the second parade if you can. Again, it's a long mm -hmm. night. Stay sugared up. Get those Snickers <laughs> and Reese's peanut butter cups flowing through your veins. However, yeah. you should also think about something else, too, is that if the weather is potentially going to be an issue, because it does rain occasionally in Florida, you may want to try and watch the early parade just in case, because if the weather's mm -hmm. bad, you miss the second one, you're done. You can't sort of go True. back the next day to see it. Mm -hmm. One spot that I would recommend, too, is also in Liberty Square, but it's just on the corner. So where the uh, right across from the Hall of Presidents, where the Liberty Bell and the Court of Flags is, mm -hmm. if you stand right there, and the popcorn machine happens to be there, too, which is nice, <laughs> If you stay right there, you get a really good view of the parade and the Headless Horseman yes. coming down from Frontierland. They turn the corner there, right? So you get that whole sort of pan. And you've got the Haunted Mansion behind you. If you're a photographer, mm -hmm. the spotlights are actually up and above and behind you. So they're shining down on the parade. So if you want to get good photos, that's the side to be on. I was on the other side one night, and the lights are right in your face. Oh, if you stand wow. there, right... Right. See, your tip is way better than my tip. No, it's, 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 <laughs> they come together like like a black and white cookie, and they make something wonderful. So, <laughs> so yeah, and I'm curious. And, and look, I know a lot of people have their favorite spots to go watch the parade. I know some people like to go right where the parade comes out over in Frontierland. Mm -hmm. This way, you catch it first, it ends first, and then you can run right onto Splash Mountain or Big Thunder <laughs> Mountain. Right? It depends yes. on how you want to enjoy the party. Because I think that's it too, Susanna. For some people. They want to enjoy the party and take advantage of the lower crowds, mm -hmm. except on Halloween um, and weekends. It's taking advantage of lower crowds and get on the attractions yes. uh, with little lines. I prefer to go and rarely ride attractions other than, you know, maybe like the TTA and the Haunted Mansion, like the must-do ones that sort of just, not the TTA feels like Halloween, but I just love riding that attraction. <laughs> right. um, but it's really more about exploring the park and wandering the park and really sort of trick-or-treating like it's in your neighborhood. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And my older kids are always the ones that are riding Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain 20 times in a row while I'm just like soaking up the environment. And, you know, that's the other thing that's great is they have um, not necessarily Halloween, but very different background music throughout the park. Uh, songs that you may not hear any other time of year. They're just really unique old Disney songs and some new stuff and different versions of old favorites too. So it's a cool little background thing. And I think another tip that I would give, and look, whether you're planning on going to see the attractions or, or not, you first need to get there early, right? I would definitely get there early. The party starts at seven, but again, your ticket, your, if you have a party ticket, you remember you don't need a separate admission ticket. If you have your party ticket, you can get into the park about four o'clock. That's when you go do the rides. It's when you go see the attractions. You know, you rest up during the day, and then you've got like, do the math, eight, 12 <laughs> hour, you know, an, an eight hour evening of trick or treating and enjoying the party, right? Mm -hmm. right? And I think, too, 
like any part of a Disney trip, I think you need to plan ahead. Like, I think you really need to sort of try and get your hands on a map or find one online or get there early and say, okay, what do we want to do? What do we want to make sure and, and we see? Because there's a lot going on besides the trick-or-treating, right? You've got right. the parade, celebrate the magic, hollow wishes, the dance parties, mix and mingle, character appearances. You cannot do it all. No. And that's the thing, too, is the Celebrate the Magic Castle projection show and Hello Wishes, that's one time. So you have to, and it's like all parade, that, and then the second parade. You have to decide, am I going to be standing here this whole time and watch all of these? Because otherwise I'm going to miss them. And that's, you know, included. It's only at the party, at least Hello Wishes is. I'm not sure. Does Celebrate the Magic have the villains thing all the time now? I think the villains thing takes place every night. Okay. I think they so, do it every night. Right. But so, Hello Wishes, you know, is unique to the party and it's I think one of everybody's favorite fireworks throughout the year, so. Yeah, and it's that that 360 degree perimeter mm-hmm. firework. So, the Booty You Halloween Parade takes place at 8:15 and 10:30. In between that is Celebrate the Magic at 9:15 and Hello Wishes at 9:30. So, basically between like 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock or, you know, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, that took sort of a two-hour window if you want to get your spot and watch all three of those things, which I think you really need to. I mean, I think all mm-hmm. those are exceptional and really sort of make the party. So plan your day sort of or your evening around that two-hour block, especially if you have young kids that maybe can't make it all the way to midnight. Exactly. Indeed. And I think uh, the other thing is if you do have young kids or you don't have kids and you want to get on the rides seeing them during that big chunk of time is the time that the lines are going to be the least crowded right again who wants to ride rides when there's free candy everywhere <laughs> when you can go trick-or-treating uh throughout the parks um the uh you know going back to this idea of planning ahead and i think you need to choose wisely quote from from indiana jones i think you need to choose wisely because one of the things that is really important i think to a lot of people during the halloween party are the characters and i think you need to choose the characters you want to see and when because especially this year for the first time jack skellington and sally are in town square and i had heard reports that there was a two hour wait time people were lining up before the party even started to meet Jack and Sally. You're laughing because that was probably you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm laughing because I know it's true because I heard that and did not wait in line for them. As much as I love Jack and Sally, I think it's amazing that they're there. They're a perfect addition to the Halloween party. Um, but yeah, they are quite popular with all ages. So definitely plan your evening around getting in line for them if that's what you want to see. Right, and, and to be clear, a lot of the characters may be the same characters you've seen before, but they're all dressed in Halloween costumes. Right. So it's a very sort of different feel between the music, like you said, and the characters in costume, where they are, how they're dressed, the way the park is decorated, especially at night. The, the lighting at night is spectacular. Oh, it's uh, amazing. In certain areas. So, play, you know, Jack Skellington, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, those lines are going to get very, very long. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you can... You know, and again, if you can sort of either strap the kids or your husband or boyfriend into a stroller and keep them out late, <laughs> trying to see the characters during the last maybe hour or so of the party is is really the best way to do it. So either get there early and get your characters out of the way early or see them at the very end of the night. That's true. Yeah. A lot of the villains at the end are just kind of walking around and most people have, you know, headed for the door by that point. 
And it's a great way to get some great photos. So I know you're a big dancer. I know that's a <laughs> that's a big thing for you. And the character look, I've seen you at the character dance parties at Rocket Tower Plaza stage, the monstrous Screamoween Ball with the characters from Monstrous Inc. And uh, Woody's Happy Harvest Roundup in the Diamond Horseshoe in Liberty Square. I like it there because I just sort of I really like that venue and it's air conditioned, especially if you're in your your uh, hot costume. Same thing too. You know those are going on uh, throughout the evening. Uh, because people, young kids, leave the park early, the dance parties after maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock are not very crowded, other than maybe the vi- the villains mix and mingle, even that, that very last one, which I think is maybe 11, yeah, that's 7.45, 8.50, 10.05, and 11.15. Mm. Yes, I agree with you about the Woody's Roundup one, whatever that was called, <laughs> the official name. I mean, Woody's Happy Harvest see- Roundup. Happy Harvest Round. Who doesn't want to see Bullseye uh, dancing? I mean, it's just, that's worth the price of admission alone. And it's a great way if you do have kids that have been hopped up on sugar the entire night to burn off energy. And they just run around Bullseye and everybody else and all the other uh, dance parties. It's a perfect mix of sugar and children. (laughs) That should be the new tagline. Not just your Halloween party. A perfect mix of sugar and children. It sounds like Hocus Pocus, too. Um, uh, something else I think that you really need to see, and I spent during the last Halloween party an inordinate amount of time, not on the Haunted Mansion, but in front of the Haunted Mansion. Obviously, it's like Star Wars weekends, right? Star Tours is the exact same attraction on the inside, but there's something about it that draws people in. Now, over at the Haunted Mansion, again, they do an amazing job lighting and putting fog and special effects outside. But the real fun, Susanna, I think takes place in the queue. Because as you walk (laughs) towards the front of the mansion, usually you will find a, uh, a ghostly figure out front who is not just sort of narrating and spieling, but really interacting with guests. And there are some out there that are my favorites, and they are... Hyster- like, I literally did not move. I went onto the opposite <laughs> side. They have a bench there by the old hearse, and I sat there and I watched and listened to her for probably a half hour. Yeah. They're amazing. I mean, it's, like you said, they, they interact with the crowd. They pick people out, and, you know, she'll have full conversations with them, and it's just amazing. She'll recognize people from, you know, past years, um, and... It's it's totally you could just stand there all night and and when we went over there I forget what time it was it must have been like ten thirty ish there was nobody in line so it was a really personal interactive experience because there was just nobody standing there and this great thing was happening and the lighting like you said is just if you want to take really cool pictures of haunted mansion this is yeah. the night to do it and also the pet cemetery is lit up with different colored lights and it's really the only time of the year you can get a good view of Mr. Toad up there at the top because he's so far back. And really I like to even the um, even the cast members yes. are the, the you know the butlers and the maids have their sort of ghoulish zombie makeup going on. Yep. And you know again the, the cast members make the experience this really gives them a chance. I mean you see people out there that they are just Given it their all, and they are so in character, and it makes it such a better, without it being scary for kids. Exactly, yes. Or Scott. <laughs> or me. <laughs> or you. <laughs> yes. Um, God, give me any other tips for, uh, for things you should enjoy or see or do during Not So Scary? Well, 
Let's see, we covered most of the things. Um, I wanted to tell people to make sure they walk through the new tangled area with the lanterns and everything. Because I noticed during the party, her little waterfall by her tower was full of fog and it was really spooky and cool looking. Hmm. So that's a little thing you have to, a little detail you should make sure not to miss. Um, other than that, I know we talked a little bit about candy, but I guess there's something like 40 different kinds of candy this year at the trick-or-treat stations. So yeah, <laughs> if you want, I mean, you can tell your kids that's it for Halloween. They're going to be set. You know, it's there's never-ending candy, and you've got the treat trail over between Tomorrowland and uh, Storybook Circus. So, it's, and there's also it, one by uh, Splash Mountain yes, in Frontierland. Right. So there's two this year. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about the treat trails is it, especially the one over by Tomorrowland. I think so many people don't go down that way. Uh, yes. You know, in between Storybook Circus and Space Mountain, you there, there are a, a number of multiple stations there where you could sort of really, it's like super trick-or-treating. Like you can oh, hit yeah. like five stations at a time, fill up the, and by the way, they give you a bag, right? You can yes. bring your own bag if you want, but they'll give you a bag to fill up candy. And there's really kind of no limit as to how much candy you can put in right. there. And don't feel like, you know, as an adult, if you don't want to dress up and if you're not used to doing the trick-or-treating yourself, you can do it here. They don't care if you're dressed up or not. They'll just give you candy. Yeah. And you can get the old, but look, you can't, this is the opportunity. Look, I love Halloween. I like getting dressed up. And as long as your costume is not, uh, you know, uh, offensive and it's family friendly and your face is not covered, you can and should get dressed up, especially if you have kids. Like this is the kind of thing that you and your kids are going to remember. They're going to remember my mom and dad being goofballs dressing up (laughs) like the characters from Gravity Falls or Phineas and Ferb or whatever. And there's so many great family themes that you can do, you know, within Disney alone for, uh, you know, the parents can be Cinderella and Prince Charming, the kids can be little mice, anything like that. There's endless possibilities. I want to make one quick mention, too, as we were talking about the the candy. Uh, I not only got hungry, and I'm now craving a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but uh, I should mention, too, that uh, among the other candy, you know, like there's Werther's, and there's Craisins, and there's Peeps. But if you have food allergies, right. they actually have options available at City Hall on Main Street, USA. So if you have yes. someone that has food allergies, go there, and they have candy just for you there as well. Mm-hmm. Which is always nice. Yes. Look, we hear it all the time. You know this. You hear it too. So many people say that not only is this their their favorite place to go, but sometimes the only place that people can vacation because of special needs, whether it be dietary or otherwise, is Walt Disney World. And it's nice to see that even during the party like this, that somebody's not a kid or an adult is not getting left out because they can't eat peanuts or chocolate or whatever it is. Right. Exactly. The other thing we should mention too, merchandising. (laughs) <laughs> that's my that's my that's the worst spaceballs uh, quote and impression ever. But right, there's a lot of special event merchandise cuz look, for some people Susanna, you know, that's their thing. Yeah, whether it's totally. the pin, whether it's the shirt, they have special merchandise locations in the Emporium, the Frontier Trading Post, which only has pins, Heritage House in Liberty Square, Big Top Souvenirs in Fantasyland, and Ursa's Major Minor Cart over in Tomorrowland as well too. So are you a, like, do you like to get, like, the Christmas shirt and the Halloween shirt or the <laughs> pin? Like, you may not be a pin collector, but it's like, oh, I need to get just one pin. Well, for a while, I used to collect pins, and then I had to stop because I get obsessed with things and have to get everything. 
But uh, for a while there, I was doing the the vinylmations that they came out with just for the parties, especially the Christmas one. I think I still do the Christmas ones because they're really cute. But yeah, there's so many cute things, and uh, the t-shirts are. I think this year aren't most of the t-shirts like glow in the dark or something. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, it's a little added bonus. And the other thing, too, is if you do want to get merchandise and maybe you don't want to get everybody in your family a T-shirt or maybe you don't want to get them all a pin. Some other things you could think about, too. They do have uh, special vinylmations, right? They do have the clothes. But there's other, other things you can get and collect, too. One of my favorites is a hot, the uh, the popcorn buckets. Yes. These are specially themed popcorn buckets. <laughs> this is sort of the Haunted Mansion Hitchhiking Ghost Mickey Mouse. So you get the popcorn and you get the bucket. So you get to eat and your kid gets, a, gets a, something to take home with them. Yeah, you mean we get something to store somewhere in our house because I know you have them as, as many as I do. We should do a top 10 <laughs> list of the top 10 uses for the popcorn buckets once you get them home. <laughs> Other than serving popcorn on movie night. So. Yes. <laughs> Come on, kids. We're going to watch Condor Man again. Get the popcorn buckets back out. Uh, and your cheap, and by cheap, I mean free souvenir that you have to go and get yes. if for no other reason than to go put it up on eBay is the uh, limited Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom card and this year's is really cool too. It is, yeah. Hitchhiking ghosts of some sort. I already forgot what it looks like. <laughs> I think Scott stole that too. I don't or know he put it, it up on eBay. <laughs> so, And those are available. They are one per person. They'll, they'll scan your card uh, to make sure you can only get one. But they're really, really neat looking. And it's a nice class. And look, it's it's nice because everybody in the family can get one. Or everybody yes. can keep one. And it's not going to cost mom and dad anything else. Yes. And make sure if you want one for everyone in your party, they all have to be there. And they all have to have their wristbands and their ticket with them. And if you do decide to do that, that should be the first thing you do. Because supposedly there's limited amounts and they will possibly sell out by the end of the night. True. Not sell out, but, you know, they'll be gone. Something else you can do, which is free to do, and if you choose to purchase it later on too, obviously there's photo pass photographers throughout the park every single day. We know that. But during not-so-scary Halloween party, there are uh, there's a possibility for, for sort of these one of these magical shots. So if you've ever been walking down Main Street, they tell you to stick your hands out, and then later on they put Tinkerbell on your hand or, or Stitch, whatever it may be. You can actually take one in front of the Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square or on the Adventureland Bridge, and then when you see your photos, the Hitchhiking Ghosts are going to be in there. So they'll put the, hit, the Hitchhiking Ghost up on the hearse, or I won't tell you what you'll see on the Adventureland one. So, like I said, there is a lot to do. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to interact with, uh, which I really like about this party. Uh, what's the one thing for you, Susanna, when you think of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, it's the one thing you want to do? I, I know your kids want to go trick-or-treating and, and eat candy till you know, they've <laughs> gone into, into sugar coma. But what's for you the one thing that you love doing when you think about the party? Well, now I have to pick just one, which is really hard. But not, I'm not saying your favorite child. I'm favorite thing to do. <laughs> you you must see the Booty You Parade. I mean, it's going to change your life if you haven't seen it before. <laughs> change your life. <laughs> <laughs> it really it's going to ruin all other parades for you. And don't watch it on YouTube first. Don't watch it right. first. If you haven't been there, just get a good spot and be amazed because it it's really. It's unique, and the song will be in your head the rest of the night, but that's a good thing, and uh, it's totally worth it. I'm with you. I love I love the music from Booty Your Parade, the mm -hmm. Haunted Mansion, and the Pirate Float, and the Frontierland Float stuff. 
I really, really like what they do. And they give out candy during the parade, right. too. They yeah. walk around giving out, as if you didn't have enough candy, they're <laughs> actually giving out more. You, know? you just sit there and they throw it at you. <laughs> well, I think, I think the statistic is Disney ordered 220 tons of candy just for trick-or-treating. Wow. Not including all the stuff you could buy in all the, uh, the oh, locations yeah. in, in terms of the food items as well. Mm-hmm. So since you stole the, um, since you stole that, I will tell you that I think that you should go on a little Halloween fall culinary expedition and try a couple of the things that you're only going to get this time of year. You don't have to necessarily do it during the party, but you know, the spiced waffle sundae and the ghostly cupcake. I mean, it's even just for kids. It's just a lot of fun because obviously, you know, nobody does it like Disney in the way that they decorate their food. And they, I mean, they're little sort of miniature works of art that are also magically delicious, too. They really are. And I was going to say the waffle Sunday before I said the parade because it <laughs> just made my night that I had it at midnight. It was like the chimes were going off and it was just perfection. You have to try it. I'm with you. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, the other thing, too, is when we talk about... Halloween. You know, I was saying before that it, it's not just confined to Magic Kingdom during the hard ticket event. And like Christmas, I think there's stuff to do outside that people don't necessarily think of when they, when they think of the holiday. So it used to be uh, in downtown Disney, they used to have sort of a happy haunting kind of event. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't do that anymore. Uh, I do know that they do have some seasonal entertainment out there and some small decorations and whatnot. Some of the restaurants have some different fall menu items, depending on where you go. Uh, I remember years ago, and I can say this now because obviously it hasn't happened, but I remember years ago, there were plans to have a Halloween party at the boardwalk. Hmm. They were going to have sort of this villains-themed Halloween event right on the boardwalk and I saw concept art for all the decorations and there was purples and it was beautiful wow. and I was sad because it didn't happen and I just and I love this holiday so but yeah. here's the overlooked experience that I think you need to do during the Halloween season at Walt Disney World that 97.3 and I just made that number up guests <laughs> are probably never done it's overlooked and it's free and you're saying, Lou, those two things don't exist at Walt. They do. <laughs> what you need to do is get in your car or get on the bus, Gus, and head on over to Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds. Because just like for Christmas, so many guests who stay at Fort Wilderness, especially the RV people, they decorate their campsites, their RVs, for like uh, probably like from the beginning of September on, you literally can take a walking tour or get in a golf cart. You can rent a golf cart right from um, the, the, what are they called? The Outpost Supply? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called. And because you can't, you can't drive around. Take a golf cart and go on a Halloween tour. You can go trick-or-treating. Then you go to Chippendale's Campfire Sing-Along later on. So what That's I did, s'mores. a couple of s'mores, exactly. <laughs> s'mores, a movie, it, the campfire, Halloween decorations, it's I want to awesome. go right now. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> it's the middle of the afternoon, but let's go. I did this two years ago, uh, and I and I surprised my family on Halloween. Right, oh, the kids wow. came home from school, and I'm like, "All right, pack it up, we're going." They're like, "Really? Again?" We're, they had no idea. They're like, "But I said, yeah." And and I took them, and this is for me. This was like the perfect night because we went to Fort Wilderness. We rented a golf cart. 
and then we went over to um, Trails End, which I think mm. is one of the best. It's the best value on property. It's awesome food. Crockett's Tavern. It was awesome. The weather was just starting to get a little cool. It was on Halloween night, and I'm so sad they don't do this anymore. We did the haunted carriage ride. Right. Where they told the legend of Sleepy Hollow. I loved it. I was like, <laughs> I am dad of the century. Now, mind you, as I'm saying that, my kids are huddled around my wife crying hysterically <laughs> because they're scared. Of the, as the, because I can ruin it now because it doesn't happen anymore. It tells you the legend of Sleepy Hollow and it takes you into the woods and there's decorations and there's music and there's smoke and then the, the headless horseman comes and he rides right by your carriage. I'm like, this is oh amazing. My gosh. That's and so they cool. did not necessarily find it as amusing as I did. <laughs> I'm sad to say it's gone. You can still take carriage rides through Fort Wilderness, um, but not there's not the haunted carriage rides anymore. Aww. And it was great because I think the carriage rides are like eight bucks i mean they're really like inexpensive yeah. uh if you wanted and uh, i think maybe five dollars for kids um and i think they, they may still do fireworks rag and white rat wa mm, wascally wabbit fireworks <laughs> wagon rides uh at fort wilderness as well too but yeah go to crockett's tavern do the golf cart you can tour around you can walk around head on over to chippendale's um campfire and if you're staying there there's a lot of um a lot of activities they have going on there, too, like pumpkin decorating, site decorating contests. They have a golf cart parade, trick-or-treating. I think they still have the pet costume contest, too, because a lot of people, you know, travel with their pets. Yeah. So, you know, as if you haven't embarrassed your, your poor poodle enough by giving him that hairdo, <laughs> you can actually dress him or her up and, and parade him along. Yes. <laughs> so... That's my way to, uh, so I think you, you should, you need to go to the party, right? We love the party because we love the parade. We love the fireworks. We love all the candy. And I think an overlooked experience, it's a really nice way to spend the evening outside the parks. It doesn't really cost you anything unless you want to rent the golf cart or obviously go for dinner. Uh, but it's a really nice way, especially to go and visit a resort that I think, Susanna, a lot of people don't go to unless they have a reason like that. Right. And Fort Wilderness is such an amazing place if you haven't been. It's really just like the original Walt Disney World Resort and you feel like you're still there. Uh, I know they've made a few changes over the years, but a lot of it is the same and it's got that wonderful family feeling. I love it. Yeah. And it does. It, it, you very much feel separated and distant from the... Um, the theme park experience when you're right. there. You forget where you are uh, when you go there. And again, too, you don't have to be a guest. Like, I mean, I think I like Fort Wilderness, and we. this is obviously a, a you know a separate segment here, but <laughs> visiting Fort Wilderness to go horseback riding and going to the barn and, and seeing, uh, you know, the, the section they have in there about Walt Disney. You know, there's yes. a whole section. Going to see yeah, the mini really horses, cool. the backyard barbecue. Again, I bring it back to food. But there's a lot to do there, even if you're not staying. Yeah. I have archery lessons, too. You could be like Merida. Or right. for me, it would be more like Hawkeye. Well, for me, it would be more like Merida. But you could be like <laughs> Hawkeye as well, too. Um, <laughs> holiday sleigh rides. Horseback riding is a lot of fun, although I recommend going when it's not 102 degrees, like when I went. <laughs> so it makes a little more of an, a, uh, of an enjoyable kind of experience. But that's one of those resorts that really sort of takes you away from the in-park crowded theme park experience and especially during the holidays i love it even more so and and i think a lot of people forget how much you can enjoy it there for halloween as well too definitely 
So those are our tips to get the most out of not just Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, but Halloween in general in Walt Disney World. I'd love to hear from you. Have you have you visited or gone to or trick-or-treated or have gone to a sugar coma thanks to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? And if so, what's your favorite thing? Better yet, Susanna, why don't we do this? If you've been to the party and you went in costume, send yes. me a picture of you and your family or you and a random stranger or cast member in your Halloween party costume from uh, from this year or any of your past visits to Walt Disney World. You can email those to me. Send them to photos at wdwradio.com. We'll create a blog post and we'll put those up and share them as well. Or you can also post them to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash wdwradio or on the Twitter I'm at Lou Mangiello. You can also pin them and Facebook them and friend to feed them and MySpace them. CompuServe. Put them on my CompuServe page. I think that's still out there somewhere. And then when you're done with that, you know what they have to do? They got to go to Zana Land. Z-A-N-N-A-L-A-N-D. It sounds, it's spelled like it sounds. Zanaland.com. For all, give me the 15 second elevator pitch. What will they find there? Because I've never actually visited. No, I, I, I kid because I like, come on. Uh, Other than let, purses. Uh, let, <laughs> me, let me finish this call and, and write some posts, and then they can go over there. I've been a little busy lately. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I write reviews of what I see in the parks and things like that, and lots of photos, lots of purses. If you're ever interested in, you know, the whole Disney purse line, I've got you covered. <laughs> you you are like the Dooney and Burke Grand Poobah Ambassador. <laughs> Why don't they send me free ones then? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have everything, and it's not just parks related. You talk about let's give credit where it's due. You're the you're the gal that sort of broke the Disney Infinity code. Not that there's like a code; it's more of guidelines. <laughs> but you put your magic band on, and you unlock the Fantasyland Dragon. That is true. Every now and then, I I come up with a gem. <laughs> that was a big gem, and they can find out how they can do it by looking at the video that's on your site. You talk about movies like Saving Mr. Banks. You've got giveaways. You've got all kinds of good stuff, and and sometimes for some odd reason, you actually go off property. I, I don't look at that stuff, but <laughs> well, you know, every now and then. <laughs> and where can they find you on the interwebs, on the twitters, and the Instagrams? And I am pretty much. Xanaland everywhere. So Twitter is at Xanaland. Uh, Instagram, I'm on there all the time. You're even an Instagram I, machine. Yeah, even when I don't have time to do a blog post, you'll see lots of photos on Instagram. Um, Facebook.com slash Xanaland is sort of the companion to the website, but every now and then I'll throw photos up there if I'm not posting a whole blog post. Um, I've got a YouTube channel that I occasionally <laughs> post videos. Pinterest, everything's pretty much the same uh, just Xanaland, so. <laughs> awesome. We'll be sure to check it out. And then you and I, we need to go, we need to go to Fort Wilderness and eat and wander, yeah. and we can Instagram pictures of all the cool stuff that everybody's missing. Yeah, we need to do that. I'm looking at my calendar when we get off this call. And then I'm thinking <laughs> ghoulish cupcakes. I think the, yes. ghoulish, uh, the Be Our Guest little witch cupcakes with the hats. I know, the those are so cute. And then when we're done, we'll go to California Grill for dessert. <laughs> Was that going to involve pork belly? <laughs> uh, why, how could it not? Pork belly sushi. It's come on. It's like it's like nature's most wonderful creation. All right, Susanna from Zanaland.com. Thank you so much, and happy. What are you going to be? What Disney character are you going to be for Halloween? Uh, Merida's older, distant cousin. <laughs> Merida's younger, prettier cousin. Oh, right. Okay. 
Oh, here you go. As long as you're sending in your pictures of you in Halloween costume at, at, at the party, tell me, who should I be for Halloween this year? That's a good one. Let's see who people, God help me, be kind, no tights, please. Who should I be and no loincloths? No tights, no loincloths, and no dresses. Who should I be for- You need to do the Grunkle Stan thing. <laughs> I want to be Dipper Pine. <laughs> It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I ask you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or trivia, see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see, or maybe even in what you hear, and enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review our last question, and select our winner. So for our last question, I was talking about Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D, and Waldo, the spirit of 3D, at one point transforms himself into a different character that says... They'll never recognize me now. Your question was simple. What character did Waldo transform himself into? Well, again, thanks to the hundreds and hundreds of you that entered and got this one correct. Obviously, our last show is all about Mickey Mouse, and that's who Waldo transforms himself into. Waldo C. Graphic is his full name, and he was the world's first digitized puppet created in 1989, originally for the Jim Henson Hour, and is played by Steve Whitmire. So again, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and this week's winner of all six of my audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a WW Radio luggage tag, button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book Volume 2 is Jay Velasquez. So, G, Jay, thank you very much for entering. Congratulations. Send me your information. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last time and didn't win, thanks very much for playing, but don't worry, because here's your next opportunity to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So we're obviously talking all about Halloween and Walt Disney World, my favorite uh, event, my favorite parade is the Booty You Halloween Parade. And your question this week is very simple. Name three characters that are exclusive to this parade, right? So three characters you can find in the Booty You Halloween Parade that maybe you can find elsewhere in the parks, but this is the only parade they participate in. I'll once again give you two weeks to answer this one, so you have until Sunday, October 13th at 11.59 p.m. You'll be playing for all the audio tours, a luggage tag, button, a trivia book, and I'll also send you my Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom hitchhiking ghost card from the Halloween party. Send your answers to contest at wdwradio.com. Good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. In addition to the podcast, which you can subscribe to over on iTunes, don't forget to join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live. I'll cover this week's Walt Disney World news in a video broadcast, and you can be part of the show by chatting in the chat room with other viewers. You can watch live at wdwradiolive.com, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can also catch the audio in iTunes or the video on YouTube. You should also visit the website for multiple daily blog posts, new videos every week, and sign up for our free email newsletter with exclusive content, contests, deals, information, updates, opportunities, and more. There you can also download the free WW Radio app for your iPhone, Android, or iPad device. 
And speaking of Halloween and the WW Radio blog, be sure to visit the blog this week over at www.radio.com for a new post and contest that celebrates those who bring the Disney spirit into their home. Because in the past, we've honored those who've celebrated the love of Disney with jack-o'-lanterns and other times of year and other holidays. This year for October, we're asking you to send us your pictures of how you incorporate Disney into your Halloween decorations. So do you have a tombstone of the Haunted Mansion outside your front door? Do you have maybe Vampire Mickey and Minnie on your mantle? Do you maybe have a Disney wreath decorated for Halloween on your front door? We want to see your magical and not-so-scary Disney homes. Send us no more than three pictures of your Disney-inspired Halloween decorations to Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, at www.radio.com by Sunday, October 27th, with a brief description where applicable for what you did to Disneyfy your home for Halloween. We'll post all the entries and then ask you to vote to determine which entry is the most magical and not so scary. And the winner's going to receive a WW Radio prize package with a special Halloween touch. Good luck and have fun. If you want to be part of the show, you can call the voicemail at 407 900 9391. That's 407 900 WDW1 with a question or a comment. You can email me at lou at wdwradio.com if you have a question you want answered on the show. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangello. And please come by and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash wdwradio. And as much as I love connecting with you guys online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. That's why we have our monthly meetups in Walt Disney World and other events around the country and at sea. We got our next cruise in the Disney Fantasy coming up in just over a month. You can visit the events page at www.radio.com. Our next meet of the month is this Saturday during the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. It's going to follow our initial WW Radio Food and Wine Quest. It's going to be at the Liberty Inn, the American Adventure, the outdoor seating area from 3 o'clock to 4.30 p.m. Anyone and everyone is welcome. You can find more information on the event page or on Facebook. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official, they are my recommended travel provider because it's who I use. So whether you're coming out to Disney World, Land, Adventures by Disney, or on a Disney Cruise Line vacation, the Mouse Fan team of agents give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, an incredible level of, of personal service, all at no additional cost to you. You can find them over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tell your friends. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links and come by and comment on Facebook or on the show notes. And please come by. Rate and review the show and the apps over on iTunes as well. Very helpful. Very much appreciated. And finally, and most importantly, I want to give my sincerest thank you to each and every one of you for taking the time to tune in and listen and to be my friend and allowing me to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and the videos and so many other ways. And I want you to do the same thing, right? And remember that no matter how hard things may get, the hardest times of your life often lead to the greatest moments. And it's all going to be worth it in the end. Have faith. Keep moving forward and get out there. Go do something amazing and have a great week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hello, Lou. This is Brian Rainey from Kansas City, Missouri. And just want to let you know I'm at Disney World in Florida. Right now I'm at Epcot, just cut off test track. And I'm going to take a few pictures and get on Mission Space. And that's it. Weather's beautiful. It's hot and sunny out here, just like I like it. And I will catch up with you in a day or so. Hey, Lou, this is Kevin from New Jersey. Just wanted to share a inspirational story for you and your listeners. 
Uh, I went, I've been a long-time Walt Disney World uh, traveler, my wife and I. Uh, actually got engaged there. We went back recently after our wedding. Um, I had gained a considerable amount of weight. I was, I was vastly overweight, and I found it difficult to enjoy the parks as I used to. It motivated me. I got fit. I got on a diet. I got on a workout plan. I've lost about 76 pounds and falling, hoping to have lost a total of about 120 by the time we return to the parks next December 2014. So if ever, if ever anybody out there listening needed another reason to get fit, get active, they'll help you enjoy the magic of Walt Disney World even that much more. And it truly inspired me to, to, to get my get my life back together, and I can't wait to go back. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Lou. How's it going? It's Brian Rainey again. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. And just want to let you know I'm at All-Star Sports. You know, it's my last day. Just wrapped up my vacation, and one thing left to do is wait on the Magical Express when I just got back to the to the sports resort. But just want to let you know, let everybody know, I'm a very lucky and very blessed man. I mean, to be able to come here. A couple of weeks ago, I was at Disneyland. Today, I'm at Disney World. About four weeks ago, I was in Marceline, Missouri, and I just thank God for letting me get around like this, you know. But had a great meal. At the California Grill, one of the best things I've ever had. Uh, we also had lunch with the Imagineer. Um, not much else. Road splashing out in a bunch of times. And just had some great food. And I'll see you in a little bit. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. 